to the Hammering Away podcast. Be your host as always, Jack. As always, we're joined by Joe. Yo. Every week, there's a lot to talk about. Um, I mean, we'll get to everything. We'll get to Paqueta. We'll talk about Bowen. Talk about where Kudus fits. Talk about Jesse Lingard. Talk about how we lost to Liverpool. Talk about Lincoln. But I'm just going to start because we almost just started arguing about this before we got on air. So I figured we might as well start here. Because I started going into it, and then I was like, I'll just give myself a second. A Garrett man, look, I still think he's a good player and everything. Like, he's obviously been a good center back. I mean, people will say, people, they'll, you know, look with tinted glasses and look back at the two mistakes he made last year and just discredit everything good he did last year. Um, But the mistakes are far too often now, even if he's playing well around them, you just can't have those mistakes at this level. And I would drop him. And the thing I said before we got on, that almost started an argument, I would drop him even if we didn't sign Mavropanos. It, it's tough, man. Like, we talked about this last week, and I, I you know, gave some sympathy for Aguirre, and I, I guess that sympathy has run out. Um, there's, there's, like, you can have sympathy for him, but it's, it's too, it's, it's just not excusable. It's just happening so often now, and in, all these different ways uh it's really concerning and especially in a game like i guess when you look at the mistakes that he's made uh they came in the chelsea game the city game and the liverpool game all games where we were kind of up against it and defending for 90 minutes and i feel like in those situations particularly he loses focus i will agree with you on that because that's an issue i have with him on the second goal i also think that midfielders can close down Liverpool's midfield, midfielder yeah. a little bit better. So I'm not going to blame the entire second goal on him, even though any ball that's like lofted straight, like front, like any like little dink over the top, close to the box, it, it kills him for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's been a theme since last year. Um, But the first goal is ridiculous because, look, I understand Salah is a good player. Like he – does something good. I remember you text me that. You said, oh, you can't blame him for that." I don't know if you've watched it back since, because I know that you were going to the Jets game, so you might have not seen it clearly. But what kills me about it is we were killing them for 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and it just using the word "kill" 16 times in a sentence. But it kills our momentum for him to make that mistake, and now we're chasing a game at Anfield. Which, if yeah. you really want to say, you could say that cost us because they hadn't done anything yet. Yeah, and they were all over us for like the next twenty minutes after that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Solomon honestly, Solomon made like a really nice play to like manipulate his body in the box. Yeah, like, and it's it's like, good, I but it's so like, rash. Here's my thing with it. it: not to cut you off, but it's so rash. Like, yeah, Solomon moves the ball well and moves his body well. But why is he diving? He does not need to stick his leg out there. Turn your hips, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like, you're six or you're a big dude, but, like, I don't know. Like, aren't you defender? Isn't this what you work on? Like, turn I, I your hips like, and move with the player. Or try to. I don't know. I feel like I'd rather he gets beat. I feel like if it's anyone but Salah, he probably gets the ball there. That's my that's my opinion. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's bad because it's, it's the pattern of mistakes. It is a mistake, and... Whether or not, you know, it's because of how good of a player he was trying to close down or, you know, we lost focus, whatever you want to say. 
the pattern of mistakes is adding up and something has to be done. And the, the specific manner in terms of the Chelsea and the Liverpool mistake is that there are these, you know, like really like rash, weird decisions that he really wasn't making last year. Like, yeah, he's a defender who takes chances and backs his ability to win the ball. We saw that against Newcastle last year, that the goal-saving challenge he made mm-hmm. was like eons ago. But, like, he just doesn't need to – the Chelsea one is one of the worst decisions I've ever seen. Yeah, that was like um, a Issa Diop uh, homage almost. Yeah. And, I mean, the other thing with him is, like, he should be dropped. But, I mean, that shouldn't be dropped because he's shit or anything. He's not – just not playing well. You know, mm-hmm. not all, every single player on the team can start off the season on fire. And he's just not playing well. We signed a center back to $20 million for a reason. and give him a shot. Yeah, And like, he looked really assured. I mean, I know the competition wasn't exactly its best, but on a night when everybody else didn't really play well, Mavropano was so comfortable. He looked athletic as hell. Mm-hmm. And he moved that ball quick. I, I especially take credit. I, I uh, especially put a lot of stock into Mavropanos' performance on Thursday because of how bad Agbana was next to him. So he really did have a lot of responsibility. And I mean, he was awesome. Uh, you got, even though Mavropanos isn't naturally a left sided center back, you have one center back. Yeah, could put Zuma there. Uh, maybe Mavropanos is good at left sided center back. We really don't know. Like we said last week, we. We have a better idea now of who he is, but like in terms of yeah, using we, him, we in don't this know how he's particular way. We just don't know. Um, but yeah, we have one center back on the bench who's really in form. Uh, I guess just off one match, he, he looks like so he's, he's playing with a lot of confidence and you know, dom like physically imposing himself. He's probably itching uh, to get his chance, to be honest. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, he had a nice international break, too. He scored a goal. He did. scored two goals. Yeah, so he's played a few games. It's not like he just has this one match under his belt since his injury. Because mm-hmm. he came, when he came in, he didn't have a preseason or anything. Like, he's had time. He's played, I'd also, like, three games now. I try to play him against Lincoln on, on the left side, honestly. He, he he probably will play against Lincoln. Um. Yeah, I... I, I mean, Agbana, Agbana's going to start that game. Mm-hmm. But I, I just want... I, I kind of want to see him on that left side. Um... I, I wonder, I wonder if he was brought in to. You would think that if we're gonna have really three like first team quality center backs, is that the guy the the third of the three ideally would be able to fill in for either. Yeah, I mean he's obviously good enough. Like you would think, like he's good on the ball and stuff to play on the left. But I mm. also think that Moyes has a lot of trust in Zuma to play their side. I mean, when Dawson was here, Zuma played that all those games on the left, which people seem to forget. Um, yeah. And I, obviously, I, I, I think Zuma is a little bit worse on the left, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, his game isn't even about you know like getting passes off and like passing angles. Uh, he might be a little bit more com- uncomfortable over there, but he still defends incredibly well. Well, that's the thing. We... We are losing a lot from with Aguirre, like uh, in terms in of in possession. Not in theory. Well, in, in um, possession, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't think he was great in possession against Liverpool either. To be fair, I thought he had a good game against City with the ball. But yeah, that's fair. Um, but we're gonna have the, a lot of the ball against Sheffield, um, 
and having that fluidity in the back line is important. But Mavropanos is great with the ball. Yeah, it's just having to make that adjustment uh, in terms of the buildup where it's usually coming from the left side, now it's coming from the right. Or maybe he starts on the left. It might make us more balanced. You never know. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. Hopefully we do see. Um, I think that we will. I, I, I don't think that Moyes can really stick with him for Sheffield United. I just, I just don't think that there's an excuse for it. Especially because Moyes has been pretty vocal on like blaming Aguirre in, in the media. Has he um, been? I haven't seen that. Uh, after the City game, he did. Uh, you know, he's not mentioning Aguirre by name, but he's like, "Oh, like yeah. the second goal shouldn't have been given, yeah. or you know, we gave up the penalty, and it kind of put us yeah, behind." Yeah, it. yeah. Which is it's all true and fair. I mean, he's he, Moyes loves his comments. As Saeed and Rama. Yeah, right? I guess it's the, the North Africans he loves targeting. <laughs> yeah, he, he does seem to have a thing for the Islamic community. Um, <laughs> but uh, moving on to more enlightening left-footers, Lucas Paqueta is ridiculous. Right, I could dude, talk about like... him for the last 50 minutes of this podcast. He's... What can you... like? He's just, uh, I, I like honestly speechless when it comes to him. What a player! He, he he's been given so much responsibility to get us out and get us up to pitch, and in our two toughest games of the year, he's probably done the best job at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yesterday and City, it's nonsense. I mean, everybody's seen the clip where he played us out from literally on the like our own the touch, touch line, line mm-hmm. and then plays us up to the halfway line and draws a foul. He's not making people. He's flicking it over people's heads. He's playing one-twos. And it's crazy. And sometimes he'll do things and you're like, you don't, like, don't do that. Like, just stop fucking around. And he pulls it off. I said for his goal, it was almost like he picked up the ball, kind of like went it back. And then he puts his foot on the ball and it's like, okay, like, let's just move it. Like, let's just kind of have comfort, comfortable possession that like, you don't have to take a chance. Makes like a nice little pass, and Suchak tries to play it back. He kind of like blocks the pass, and then he plays the pass to Bowen, which leads to the whole goal. That pass I to Bowen opens everything, and also Antonio played a good ball out to Kufal. Yeah, I mean he was amazing again. He seems to revel in these these pressure filled games where, mm-hmm. in theory, it's like he has the world's task to be like the the main like trigger for our build up. He also against, he, like City and Liverpool. I think he likes when people press him. Yeah, he loves it. I think he likes to play in that instinct and I think he also feels like he likes passing around those little tight corners and he likes he likes when people press him because it allows him to open up everything else to everybody else. Because he can <laughs> make the one pass and now it's open. Yeah, he honestly looks the most comfortable when he has a guy on his back. It's 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 unlike Anything it's, I've ever it's seen. It's incredible. It's not only he, he'll have these games where he does have a lot of time on the ball, and it's almost like he's looking around, mm-hmm. and like he'll still play well. I mean, Luton's a good example. Like he was one of the difference makers for us against Luton, but there were times in that game where he kind of looks like he's kind of like Kane. How what? Like mm-hmm. where's the pressure like to make me do something? Exactly. Uh, he was robbed of another assist. Um, he's that was a, that was ridiculous. That, I love that he's that like cross. He's like adding that to his bag. Like that's how he got the the. Lo- that's the been in his assist. bag, in my opinion. He's always been a great crosser of the ball. 
Yeah, but I feel like he's getting into those positions more often. I agree with that. Because the few that come to mind last year, there's the one, the Skamaka against Fulham, which I think was deflected anyways. Um, and then the Suchek disallowed goal against Man United last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was the other reason I say that I was watching something about him, and like seeing, like reading all the stats against like some of the top midfielders in the world and in the league. Um, and his his crossing is ridiculous compared to them, especially when you take the Leon days into account. But mm-hmm. the the Suchek, this, first of all, the save Allison makes is. Other world. It's not, it's like, not even fair. Other world. Like that, like that that's what you pay good. £70 million for a keeper for. I don't think Suchek does anything wrong. No, not at all. But, the, I mean, by the way, to be able to ghost in that space that he knows Paquette is going to play that ball first time, is it's also genius. Yeah, I agree. And that's Suchek of old, which is good to see. Um, if he for could, sure. if, imagine he starts scoring goals again. Come on. Well, it's tough, man. Like, is he gonna play? Is he gonna keep playing? Like, what's the end goal here? With I, I want to get to that. We will get to that. But I just want to finish on this thought because for Paqueta to play that pass first time from that angle, it's such a like it's almost like a chipped little cross because it's like not. It's not even like when you play across from like deeper in that kind of area and you really have a lot of space to curl it in. He's like standing pretty close to the edge of the box. Yeah, it, it's, it's genius. Very, it's definitely like an unorthodox angle, and he works it perfectly. And Zuzjek makes the right run. It's just the best goalkeeper in the world is waiting for the shot. It's tough. But yeah, going on to the stuff about the team though, I it's weird because like sometimes you think like uh, like Paqueta on the left wing, I feel like we're kind of like hindering him. But I think we build up so much on the left, and Emerson loves to provide with. Who's, he's also had a really good start to the season. I've talked a lot of shit about him before in the past, but mm-hmm. this is the player he can be. Um, but it's like, and people will get on Paqueta about the lack of goals and stuff. First of all, they'll come. Give not like he's not gonna, he's not gonna score like an assist as much as like say Jared Bowen is. Just because he's playing on the other wing doesn't mean he has to. Because guess what? In sports. Certain guys have certain roles on teams. Jared Bowen's role on this team, no matter if he plays right wing striker, he is the goal scorer. He's the guy. doesn't matter if Antonio is there. Mm -hmm. Um, And Paqueta's role, since he's signed, and even more so now without Rice, he has to get us up the pitch. He has to come deep. So I'm cool with leaving him out there on the left. Um, The question at that point becomes, it's between Suchek and Antonio. So you say... Either you play Bowen up top, Kudus on the right, and you keep Suchek in the team, or you drop Suchek and you play Kudus on the middle, Bowen on the right, and Antonio up top. It's like an impossible decision. I'm being real. Like, it's Especially honestly. Suchek's been so good. He doesn't deserve to be dropped, but then it's like we're playing Sheffield United. And me personally, I, I want Kudus to play down the middle. Like if mm-hmm. we can get him in there, I just would much prefer that. I think that's where he's at his best by far. Because he's such a problem for teams running at the heart of you like that, and he could link between Paqueta and Antonio. That's like that is a true part of our buildup that we are missing. Mm-hmm. Is someone to kind of help Paqueta get the ball to pitch? Kudus can do that with his ball carrying, and obviously like Warprouse and Alvarez help, but somebody who's like dynamic, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. 
and can kind of link Bowen and Antonio who are always so far up with Paqueta who's having to come deeper and deeper throughout games to help out. Yeah. I mean, Kudus, there's no question that Kudus has to come in. I, I think he can fulfill that role, whether he's playing striker or, I mean, uh, whether he's playing 10 or on the right wing, um, you know, cutting inside from the right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's what he does. Uh, we saw it against uh, whatever fucking team we played on Thursday. TSC. But I thought his best moments in that game, again, came when he was receiving the ball almost in the middle of the pitch. His best moment, the run that he makes before he plays that pass out to Carrere, he receives that where number 10 would receive the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but like, I that's guess, the thing. I guess He's like still he getting in those that. positions. But then, but the issue with that becomes if you play him on the right and you play Paquette on the left and you stick with this midfield three of Suchek, Alvarez, and Ward-Prowse, then there's no width, at least on the right. I mean, Kufal will provide the risk he can, but he doesn't provide width the same way Emerson does. Well, he's been crossing really well. His crossings looked really good this year. No, so yeah, I'm not that saying would give him that a lot of space. On that. Him. I just him think it caught. makes us so narrow, especially if we're going to play a team who's sitting back. It makes us narrow if Kufal's crossing isn't on point. Like if if Kufal is like running that channel and Kudus is making space for him, and Kufal is at least made like you know making putting threatening balls in. Like making teams yeah. account for that, I think that's that's sufficient. Same thing with Emerson on the left, right? Obviously, Kufal isn't the runner that Emerson is, but yeah, he can surely be threatening from those wide positions if his crossing is good, which it has been. I mean, to an extent, you're right because I will say, like against TSC, Kudus, he did stay out wide a lot and he did hold that width, but his the moments of him out wide, I really wasn't that in love with. Like, I thought he played fine against TSC. I didn't think he had his best game. Um, mm-hmm. His touch was good. He kept the ball well. Uh, but I just, I don't know. I think you spend 40 million pounds on a guy. You spend all this time chasing him. He's this big prospect. Chelsea want him. Arsenal want him. Brighton and Hove Albion want him. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you sign him, and now you're kind of going to... like. And I know he can play on the right. But it's kind of the same thing that we've seen happen with a lot of guys where it's like, let's get the best out of the guys that we signed. But it's difficult mm-hmm. with him because I think I said this last week, similarly to Paqueta, it's almost like a talent that we couldn't miss out on, even if maybe we don't have the perfect fit for him. And I also think it was a forward-thinking sign- signing. Like yeah, when absolutely. When Paqueta goes and he will go, um, Kudus is going to be that main guy. In the whether it's a band transition. or whether it's City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if if Kudus wasn't coming here, he was going somewhere else this summer probably. Um and we would have missed out on him. So And hey, he'll he'll still produce to an extent playing on that right. I'm not saying that. Oh, no doubt. Anything. I mean, if Carrera's brain wasn't broken, uh he might have a, in those final third goals. positions. He might have two goals. He might have led to another goal, Carrera like making the right decision to somebody else uh, in the box. Yeah, Ings was um, also on there, that guy. Yeah, I mean, Carrera cutting in on his inside foot twice it's, in a row. It's crazy <laughs> that he doesn't hit that first time. It's absurd yeah. that he doesn't hit that first time. That moment alone is enough for me to be like, yeah, falls <laughs> fine. Falls back. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought you were a little too harsh on Carrera that game, to be honest. In the player ratings? Uh, just just generally speaking. Uh, like obviously he was, he was so bad with the ball. He was like not good in the final third, 
But other than that, like, he played well. Like He defended well. He cleaned up a lot. I wouldn't, like, ax him. Like, the, the, like his defending is super important in those wide positions. Um, I'm not axing anybody. Okay. I'm just saying he was really disappointing with the ball in that game. Because he's, yeah. good, he's good enough to hit that first time. It's not that he's not good enough. Mm-hmm. It's just a bad decision. It's because he's not – he's just not a like it's a traditional sh- right back, so he's not familiar making decisions he's played enough in that area. He's played enough fullback over his career he's, to hit that first He time. has. He has, but you know, it's I not think, his natural position. I think maybe he just isn't sharp. Also, to an extent, if you want to argue about it, doesn't have a natural position. Yeah, that is definitely true. It's a different story for a different day when he's starting least, more games. At least uh, – not in the Prem. Maybe in the Bundesliga, he's could be his uh, center back as much as he wants, or or whatever league on. Yeah, he'll he'll make a mistake <laughs> at some point this season. We'll talk about how he doesn't have a position. He's <laughs> just a squad player and all this stuff. Um, but yeah, talking about Emerson, I feel like I have to say he started the season really well, and you know I had major reservations about our fullbacks this season. And you know what? I still don't think that they're, you know, as good as they can get in the future. But they are carrying their weight. And if they carry their weight all season, we are going to a very good place. Yeah, I mean, objectively, like, we're going to have to make a a new signing, at least at right back, because just because Kufal is aging and Carrera can't trust over a 38-game season. Um, but the, yeah, they're pulling their weight. Kufal's got a couple assists under the belt. I thought he like, for what it's worth, against uh, against Jeremy Doku. I thought he did a pretty decent job with what's who's going to end up being one of the best wingers in the league this year. World, world, yes. Uh, um, yeah, he's awesome. I I don't even con- uh, I don't even count Doku's goal against Kufal, even though he got toasted. Um, yeah, you're more on Suchek for that one, aren't you? Suchek or anybody like helping inside, like there just needs to be someone there. Uh, it can't just be Kufal on an island against Doku. That is true. We we were doubling up on him. Spe- like it, double up on any winger that's running into the box. Like that's just how we play. Yeah. Like cutting off like his strong foot inside. Like that's that's just how we play like whether it's Bowen there Suchek there we're always covering that spot and it wasn't and that's what led to the goal um but yeah Kufal been solid defensively um the build-up is still a problem it'll always be a problem until he's gone they um, had a chance on Sunday it was directly from him not being good enough to the ball he turns with the ball he looks upfield he doesn't see anything turns around, and he puts us under pressure immediately. It goes back to Zuma, it goes back to Ariola, goes along, giveaway. And I don't even remember the chance, but I remember I looked down on my phone and I texted you immediately. It's like, yeah. this is this guy's fault. And then, like, two minutes later, he had the assist, and he told me to cry. But, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's... No, but you were right. Definitely an area that we can improve on. Um, and especially because... Especially with the right back, they just and I guess part of it is that fullback is such a difficult position in modern football. 
so I think part of it is just trying to remember that, especially at a club like West Ham, any fullback we have is going to be flawed. Mm-hmm. Any of them. They're all going to have flaws. Fullbacks at the top, top, top clubs in the world have flaws. That's why they're all playing center backs out there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you should, like, you look at all these fullbacks, they're, like, I mean, all the top ones are, like, they have, like, an elite trait, and that's what get lands them at these big clubs. Like, Cancelo is the first one who comes mm-hmm. to mind for me, or Trent. Yeah. And, yeah, and then on the opposite spectrum, it's, like, Ake and, like, I guess, Guardiola. Like, they're, like, you have to they're be, center like... Backs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like they're just like athletic enough to defend that wide. Yeah, and good enough with the ball. Mm-hmm. I think Walker, especially over like the last five years, if you want to take it all into account, is probably the best all-around fullback that we might see for a while. In terms of being balanced, yeah, like either him or if you want to count the 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 urban legend that is Reese James. Yeah, but I was thinking about that. And, like, you're right. He doesn't really exist, his play. But is he... Look, he's a great fullback. I'm not taking anything away from him, in case any of our Chelsea fan friends are listening to this. He's awesome. He's a world-class fullback. Whatever. When he plays, is he actually as good as Kyle Walker at his peak? Like, are we serious? I'd say probably not. Yeah, he's not. He's still an athletic freak. He's good with the ball. He gets forward well. He defends well. But are we really going to sit here and be like, this is better than Kyle Walker when he, like, after a few years at City, have taught him how to pass inside? He wasn't just running up and down the touchline for 90 minutes anymore. Does Reese James, like, I mean, I just don't think he erases players like Walker, like like Kyle Walker does. Like, mm-hmm. when you have Kyle Walker line up against you, it's just a long day, especially if you rely on pace. Some of these wingers rely on pace to get by players. It's just a long day. Would anybody ever sit down with you and be like, yo, we're playing Mbappe this week. I really hope Reese James is in the team. <laughs> no, but that's this is what they say about Kyle Walker at 34 years old. Seriously. It's the Mbappe fix, which he's not. But, like, he's, he's, the, closest he's, he's, he's the hope and pray. Yeah. Would you rather – quick question. Would you rather – okay. We're playing PSG next week. Right. We'll say we're playing them at the bowl. Okay. It's a home game. Would you rather sign Aaron Wambasaka for the game or Kyle Walker? <laughs> or or no no matter what team in the world you are, you're you're England playing France in the World Cup final. You can call Wambasaka up to the squad for one game or you can throw Walker out there on. I'm being I'm being serious. I'm being hundred percent serious. And I know you're being serious. This is People why I'm Wambasaka called up. Wambasaka specific situation. In his one in, in his matchups against Mbappe, he's looked really good. So I don't I don't know. Like both could do I, I why don't why wouldn't I just say Basaka right now? Dude, I'm like I'm dude, I'm saying like He's different. All right. But Walker at like 2930. Yeah, I mean, at the peak of his powers, you got to go Kyle Walker. Probably. 
But he's man, still so Aaron, fast, but, dude. But Aaron Wambasaka is going to make that game hell for him. Like, snap his leg like, and scissor, scissor him. <laughs> Pause. Pause. Um, Pause. Funk flex. But I don't know, man. Like, Walker is still a crazy athlete. Do you remember? No, like, he's nuts. Remember? He's nuts. I know. Remember in the, in, in the game last week when the ball was, like, going down, like, his right side and – Zuma had at least that like is, five steps dude, on yeah, that. I think part of that is Zuma did something that game, bro. He did not moving well at all. Like but worse I, than I, usual, bro. He's running with a hitch. Yeah, I mean, even and it was pretty obvious in that like specific, uh, like moment. But yeah, I guess maybe it was just in comparison. But Kyle Walker was moving like a damn no, gazelle. Yeah, he, he he dude he he runs so beautifully. Yeah, yeah. honestly. Like he, like he might be like the only player like in the world who like would get to that mall. Like even though like and, I mean Mbappe, the other guy, yeah, and the other guy, Aaron Wabasaka might dive in for the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyle Walker gets the ball. Aaron Wabasaka puts him in a hospital. <laughs> yeah. All right, go wins it cleanly. I have another question. Okay, Kurt Zuma. What is he? Twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. Something like that. We'll call it 15 years. Like, he's in his early 40s, right? Mm-hmm. Is he walking? Dude, you asked me. If you said five years, I would have been like, it's probably going. It better be walking. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In five years, he's going to have his, like, bottom mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, that guy. No, I'm How do you, how do you, how do you feel about that guy? I love that no, guy. I, no, I don't think Zuma's gonna be walking as an old man. He'll at least need like some sort of assist, like yeah, he's gonna have a tennis or walker. Yeah, yeah. walker. yeah, yeah. He's he's in bad shape. It's a great mm-hmm. center back, though. No, yeah, I mean, he's awesome for us. Pray he stays fit. I pray. You know, the one thing that we should be worried for is he's got to be fit through that. Um, the uh, Afcon period, Afcon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that month and a half, because they might yeah. go and win the whole thing too. Morocco, yeah, they could. I mean, if they win it. I don't, I don't. If they win it, I don't want to give a Garrett time to like celebrate and shit. Yeah, we need especially back if Zuma's injury. You got to get back. <laughs> especially if, like, imagine we finish second in the Europa League group. Nightmare. Would would that mean that there are our first knockout round would be It'd during Afcon? I think it. Uh, I think it would be like mid to late February, and Afcon ends early to mid February. So it's like if they win it, maybe th- like do they would they do a parade? Yes, they must. Absolutely, they must. Yes, I don't want him going to the damn parade. We'll give him a parade. We'll give him a parade give him in Dublin. Parade. Got enough parades. <laughs> It's enough parades. It's enough for one year, you know? I agree. You got us fix. Went to a World Cup semifinal. Throw a parade for that over the fucking... I guess I was in the middle of the season. They did. They did. Yeah, they were partying, man. That was awesome. Yeah, that was, the, that was like, arguably other... I mean, besides Messi winning a World Cup for the first time, um, it was, that was, it was, the, it was the story the, of the summer. Yeah, or the story, or story of the tournament. tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were awesome. Um, but going way back to what we were talking about with Kudus, something else I want to say. When he came on against Liverpool, 
he was like kind of playing striker. I I hate that. I want to do with, away with that immediately because you can already see he's coming deeper to re- come get the ball. And I think if we play that against a team like Sheffield United, because there's no question Kudus is going to come in. He's going to start that game against Sheffield United. I don't think there's any question about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of similar when we signed Bowen in January. We played City and Liverpool. Came off the bench twice. And then he started against Southampton. He scored. Swear in the 17. Um, but yeah, Kudus yeah, is going to come in for this game. And I really don't want him to play striker because they're going to be sitting back. I think if we have a striker that's coming deep, it's just going to bail them out. I think for Sheffield, I think I'd rather Suchek play. Why? Because they concede a lot of goals from from crosses. My reasoning to not play Kudus. Well, I guess you play Bowen at striker. Yeah, it would be Bowen at striker. Um, the midfield three, Paquette on the left, Kudus on the right. See, because my thinking was just like, okay, well, you keep Antonio in. And that's more of a presence in the box. And then they concede a lot of goals from crosses. But yeah, Suchek's a pretty big target. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess at that point, it's like who's the bigger aerial threat in the box? It's is Suchek. it? It's it's not. Is it Bowen or Antonio? It's Antonio or Suchek, and uh, and it also it depends tactically how Moyes does it because you know he's like to let Ward Prowse get further forward with these midfielders, but then against Liverpool, I would say Suchek probably played the furthest forward out of the field. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe that's I mean, just a matter of coincidence. I don't know what it is, but. You definitely I have to target them in crosses, which we will because it's the only way that we know how to play. I, th- I think, um, I, I, th- I think for the most part, we want Ward Prowse to be the one making those crosses. Yeah, and Suchek getting in the box. But I mean, you know, you know Ward Prowse. He's never seen a run he doesn't like. No, so he's gonna he keep hasn't. making those. Thank you, making them. Which is you know good. Look. If we don't win that game, I don't give a shit if we play well and draw 1-1 on like a goal that should be disallowed. I'm going to come on here and I'm going to go crazy. Oh, yeah. They just, I mean, they just lost 8-0 at home. Yeah, I mean, we have to take care of business. Um, the past two weeks, you know, two losses in a row. Um, <clears throat> games we have no business winning, really. Um, I'm still annoyed about both of them to an extent. Not, not performance-wise. Especially. No, I know. Not that. performance wise, but like just on paper, like you're fine with those two being losses. But it, like, yeah, in August, once they yeah. happen, I feel it in my chest, man. No, I was like, no, don't get me wrong. No, like, I know, I know. That's not, that's not the point I'm trying to make. But like, if we want to be where we want to be this, if we're going to be where we want to be this season, uh, it's because it's going to be because we take care of business against teams like Sheffield at home. That's exactly how we finished in the top six um, Moises' first full season. Exactly. I think we lost like one or two games, drew one or two games, and won the other, what is it, 14? Yeah, we, we dominated against these teams. teams. Not mm-hmm. 14, it would have been like, I don't actually know what the record was. I think it was like 13, like one and two or something like that against these teams. And then I, no, I it think. It doesn't make sense. I don't know what a record was against it was, teams. It was something really good. And then we sprinkled yeah. in 
a couple of results against Tottenham and yeah. I think that isn't that the, is that the only big six team we got results off of that yeah. season. That season, so we lost to Chelsea home and away. City, we got a draw. We drew City at the bowl. We lost to United home and away. Liverpool we home and away. Lost to Liverpool home and away. God damn. Chelsea, we, we could have gotten points from a lot of those games. Yeah, so Chelsea, mm-hmm. Liverpool, United home and away. Lost to City away. Drew City at home. Beat Tottenham at home. Beat Tottenham. Drew away. them. Drew them away. That was the Lanzini game. Oh, right, 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 right. right. Um, and then, who else is in the big six? Arsenal, we drew Arsenal at home. Yeah. That, dude, that, that's one of the fixtures that haunts me the most out of everything. Like the last yeah. decade. That's like one of the more haunting games to think about. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's just like a life-altering yeah. result. Like so uh, much, like, I would like this, like, you know how like, some of these like NBA YouTubers be like, oh, like, like what if, like, I, I like simulated like in two K, like if Chris Paul went to the Lakers, mm-hmm. like I want to know what would have happened if we won that game. If we won the, that game, because you know we finished fourth that season. We finished sixth. You mean like we finished two? Was it two points off of fourth? I'm looking this up because it was that game. We dropped points that we shouldn't have dropped, and it was Newcastle away. Mm-hmm. The Dawson red Two card. Two on goals. <clears throat> Two on goals, right? That game. Felt like it. But we had the red card and the own goal in the same action. Mm-hmm. Which it was Dawson who got sent off and Theoc who scored the own goal, right? Oh, I was thinking that they both had own goals. Okay, so yeah, so we finished sixth, two points behind fourth place Chelsea, who had a better goal difference than us by seven. So we'd be level on points with them if we beat Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And if we got the point from the Newcastle game, because Lingard, mm-hmm. didn't Lingard score a penalty to bring us level? Mm-hmm. We lost 2 1. I think that we lost 2 1. Because we conceded after. And guards for the penalty. Mm-hmm. That was brutal. And then the the other thing about that Arsenal game, ugh, at three two, the Antonio chance, the one that Ben Rama played across the face. I he, do not recall. He uh, so Ben Rama made like a great run. This is when he could still move. He was on the right for some reason. Made a great run down the right. Fizzed one across the face. Antonio like dove at it at the back stick. I think it hit the it like literally hit his foot. It's like you know when like if like you're like bouncing a basketball really close to the ground and like you know that like feeling. Mm-hmm. It's like that off his foot into the post and then wide. Oh, yeah. By the way, Newcastle West Ham that year was three two, it, not three not two. two that's right. Mm-hmm. Who scored our goal? Diop. Take yes, Diop. So it was. What were the minutes of the goal? Hold on. Oh, you close it. Uh, it was Diop on goal thirty six. Joe Linton forty one. Whoa, whoa, wait. So the goal that we conceded was in the thirty sixth minute. The red card. Yep. Dude, I could have sworn that happened like six minutes into the game. 
like nine minutes into the game. No, I honestly thought it was. Even, I thought it was in the second half. Honestly, no, really? I, I I thought it was like first ten minutes. I mean, I guess it would have been crazy to play down to ten for <clears> eighty <throat> minutes and almost salvage something. I mean, we we did play a long time and almost got something. So it was, it was um, two nothing. Oh man, time. this is this is an absolute heartbreaker. So Diop thirty six, Jolinton forty one. Diop scores for us in the seventy third minute. Lingard scores a penalty in the eightieth. Oh, and ties it, and then the eighty second, Joe Willick scores. Ugh. Oh man, dude, we yeah. were two of the most nonsensical results away from the Champions League. And who knows what happens from there? What did we do, dude? Ugh, because you know what's crazy about it? Is, for whatever reason, it never really resonated with me that we could have finished in the Champions League spots that year. It never did. Yeah, because we like were just... I even I even remember when we lost the Chelsea game at home, the Belbuena red card, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I remember like not even thinking of it as like you know this might put us into the Champions League spots. No, that game I was my... the difference. No, but I, but like I just remember being like like we need this to like stay in the top six. Yeah, I feel like if I remember correctly, you were more. Focus on the top six, and then my eyes were just wide with the top four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because I really don't think like I grasped the gravity of the situation looking back at it. Well, we were like in fourth. No, yeah, we, we were while. in fourth, but we had games in hand, or mm-hmm. people had games in hand on us. People, but there was a lot of people had games in hand on us that year. Yeah. We played a lot of games. Uh, um, we just not that not that we played any more than anybody else, but like in like quick succession, yeah, because there was like, like COVID and shit. Yeah, there were COVID outbreaks, and we only had the games really early canceled by them. Mm. Or did we even have a game canceled? I don't no, even. Think I think that was our thing. We never had a game canceled. Yeah, and then a few teams had like multiple games canceled, maybe. Yeah, and I think that we never were playing them when their games were canceled. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just went around the league, and we just kept playing. We only had we only had one guy go out for COVID. David Moyes, Coach David Moyes. I mean, that's not true. Diop had COVID. Oh, that's right. Was it at the same time? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, Moyes, Diop, Suchek. We had I a few guys. Good. A few guys missed because Moyes went out. For the Wolves game, because remember yeah. we were like, we don't need him. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is probably at the training ground every day, giving everybody COVID, <laughs> getting feel, the masterclass set up. I feel like I feel like if Suchek, there's no chance he's vaccinated. If if he was to get it, he would have been dead. <laughs> um. Well, the vaccine wasn't even out when we were. At oh, that's right. The vaccine COVID. wasn't even out. It hadn't dropped yet. Um, but we had a few guys miss because I think I think I vividly remember the the whole game in the cup, the five one, almost mm. got canceled because Moyes got COVID, Diop had COVID, and I think another one or two players, maybe three, had COVID. 
Yeah, I think they were like testing everybody at that point, yeah. and they were like, if more people get COVID, this might. Be well, oh no, 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 no. That that's not what happened. They had COVID. They had they COVID gave us COVID. Yeah, they gave us COVID. I'm God positive. Man. No, because I remember. You might be right. like, I remember kind of being upset because it, they were like they like didn't let us test them or something because the lower league teams oh. didn't have to test. But the Premier League teams had to test. So in the cup, it was kind of like they could test if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to test their players. They were engaging in, in chemical warfare because of the of how we stole Jared Bowen from them. Yeah, and we beat them 5-1. <laughs> All right. Here, wait, okay. Colin Justin, Masterclass. Here. Just an hour before. This is from the great Roshane Thomas and a guy named Philip Buckingham. Just an hour before lining up against West Ham United, Hull City's coaching team were shocked to discover David Moyes, Issa Diop, and Josh Cullen. See, okay, I thought Cullen got mm-hmm. it, but I couldn't remember if he played in that game or the Charlton one, but this makes sense now. Oh, yeah, he played in the Charlton Moyes, one. Moyes, Diop, and Cullen all tested positive for COVID-19, but learned shortly after they would be the team that forfeited the Carabao Cup tie if they opposed the game going ahead. Wait a second. There's like an advertisement and it's not giving me a full article. <laughs> okay, because that's not how I remember it. I remember something going on where they wouldn't test their players. Okay, so Moy's two players sent home after returning positive tests for COVID-19 70 minutes before kickoff at the London Stadium. Medical officials from both clubs agreed to let the tie take place in line with health protocols in consultation with the English Football League after Moyes, Diop, and Cullen. None of Hull's players had been tested. There was surprise when West Ham, who will face Everton or Fleetwood, uh, said the League One club had declined their offer to pay for tests for their team. Which is ridiculous, by the way. But I thought, at least at the time, I feel like I thought, that they thought that they would have to forfeit the tie if they took the tests and were positive, and they were all positive. I don't know. I can't claim to remember. There's an Alan Irvine quote. We were in the same areas, David. (laughs) (laughs) We were shocked by the news. And that set off everything, so... Name. Thank God he got Coleman. Thank God he survived. <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> Man, Moyes was getting COVID. Trump was getting COVID. <laughs> Neither of them yeah. died. Thank Think about God. that, dude. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God for one of them. Can you imagine the other one died? That would have been so Yo, boring. that would have been nuts, bro. It's still time. Yeah. He's gonna die eventually. We all are. So that guy. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the Jesse Lingard situation? Talk to me about that. He's he's uh, that guy's equivalent at this point. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's fine. Like we, we now we have an open roster spot. Just randomly sitting there. I guess we're not going to use it. It's waiting for uh, it's it's Divine Obama's twenty first birthday present. 
Yeah. I mean, I was excited for Lingard. Um, yeah. If coach, if coach doesn't think we need him, then coach. it's fine by me. I think I think he wanted to give him the contract, but I think he wanted to get Cornet out the door. Mm-hmm. I feel like he could accommodate him in some fashion or form. And I think that I think that there are probably conversations along the lines of like, hey, like we don't know where your games are gonna come from. Like you might earn them, but you're gonna have to wait for your chance. But like we like you a lot and like we'd like to have you here on this ridiculously cheap incentive based contract. Like here's an basically this. Here's an incentive based contract. We don't know when you're gonna play. Yeah. Like you're not gonna get a chance to earn the money that we have on the table for you. For months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's probably there's probably like some sort of you know understanding between the two. Um, yeah. I mean to... the the weird thing is West Ham football said that he went to Saudi without our knowledge, but it's also probably like like I, look he should have let us know he owes us that he and you know what I wouldn't have said he owed us that just off the loan we housed him. We paid for his transportation to at least training. I don't know if we paid for his transportation to court for his driving thing. We fed him probably three meals a day. And we took care of him. We let him get his fitness back up for four weeks, five weeks. Yeah, I mean. He should have told somebody. But I also don't really care that much because, you know what, if you told me, hey, like, if you told me in July, like, hey, like, you're going to let Lingard train on you guys for five weeks, like, get his fitness right, then he's going to go to Saudi Arabia. I would have been happy to do it. Yeah, I mean it's it's not that big of a deal. Um, Something to talk. He'll about. go there and he'll 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 enjoy he's gonna life. Be so fat, bro. <laughs> he's in the best shape yeah. he'll be in for the rest of his career today. Yeah, he's not. He's gonna get in worse shape playing games over there. It's weird that he's not signing a contract there. He's like going and training yeah. for a month. It's it's really. It's pretty bizarre, honestly. Maybe Cornet's calf will flare up. We'll That's what I was call. thinking. Like, like, what if this is just to leave the door open for a little bit? <laughs> just like, hey, like, I'm still here. It's like, like trying to play negotiation game. tactics. Like, dude, you, like, you have the least leverage of anybody I've ever seen. Literally, like, you better hope one of these teams offer you a contract. Just based off the reports from X that he wanted to be like in good standing with us, I think. It was more of a thing where he understood like the chances were going to be few and far between. I think that he was probably told Cornet is ahead of him because we owe Corn not owe Cornet, but like we spent a lot of money on Cornet, like not a lot, a lot, but we spent the decent sum on this guy. Yeah, and he's probably just like, and then it's like at the ten, like kudos, you got to probably didn't know where the chances were going to come from. And who knows, maybe he was like, if I'm not going to be signed in time for the Lincoln game, what the hell is the point? Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, I, I can't really say I have any ill will towards him after this one. Yeah, he, he's done worse multiple occasions. He's certainly done worse. So let's think about this. We've, signed, we've tried to sign him. In January, we signed him. The summer after. The January, January after we signed him, when United wouldn't give him to us because we were a competitor, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they they saw what happened the year before. They were horrified. They were shaking in their boots, bro. Can you imagine we got Lingard in that 21-22 team? That is a weird thing to think about. That's a because I never felt like it was going to come off. But yo, can you imagine? We would have. We would have. We would have cooked. They did him Maybe so wrong that open. window too. By the way, because they like had they, a deal agree with Newcastle and then they pulled the rug out. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Yeah, I mean they they did they did him wrong for. I mean, as long as he was there, they to did. be honest. In hindsight, the twenty-five million valuation after his loan with us isn't that crazy. We probably should have paid it if you're happy to pay it for Vlasic. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably played a little hard ball that we shouldn't have, but they also could have. They weren't budging from that price point. They could have come down to twenty, and I think we would have met them there. They're really annoying to deal with. They they really have been ever they're, since they're the very, like the they're long. very like pretentious in how they do business. Mm-hmm. Like. They just don't know when to bite the bullet with these guys. No, they have no idea. The fact that they're paying McGuire a wage is insane. It's nuts. It's so stupid. And I understand it's a huge payoff, and like McGuire's a part of the issue there for not taking mm-hmm. less of a payoff because he's also soft as hell for not taking oh, a yeah. cut from them. But he's, like they, I mean, the the valuation for McTominay is crazy. Not that I even wanted him, but like. If they put a more realistic valuation on him for us, and then we, you know, probably came to the conclusion more Prowse and Alvarez are the right ones, which I really think that we would have come to. Yeah. Um, it's probably the like, conclusion we did come to. Yeah. Regardless. But, like, if you put a more realistic valuation on McTominay's head, maybe somebody else comes calling. There are a lot of Premier League clubs. Yeah, and he just continues to play and hurt their team. I mean, Forrest were scrambling for a midfielder until deadline day. They sold them Alanga. Mm-hmm. Like, he could have came up in those discussions. He could have done a double deal on deadline. They could have owned him there with a view to buy. Like, maybe they would have bought him. They spent a lot of money after Brennan Johnson left. Yeah. Not that they would have signed him instead of Sangari, but they also loaned Andre Santos. Which, who did not make the squad for the last Premier League game. That's hilarious. But right, that's my like, point. Like maybe McTominay on a loan with a view to buy, like they would have been more interested in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just don't know when the I mean, Martial is still there. Yeah, it just doesn't make any Ugh. sense. Is it so weird he went on loan to Sevilla? Yeah, he got his come up and set the ball. <laughs> they came back, got his come up and set the ball again. Hell yeah! He's got a hate playing there by now. He's he's had some stinkers. At the ball, dude. They've had a pretty hard time playing at our place. United, yeah. Yeah, Think I mean, about it. since we moved, so we would have moved sixteen, seventeen. We lost the game to them there that we should have won. The foot, we Fuguli got a red card in like the seventh minute. Ridiculous. Um, and then Zlatan scored an offside goal. So, and we. Create. We were creating a ton before Fagouli went off. We created a bunch after he went off. So we should win that game. They played bad that game. 17-18. We drew them 1-1. 18-19 was Felipe's first goal. We beat them 3-1. And, like, think about this. We never beat top teams by two goals. <clears throat> Very rarely. We beat them 3-1 in 18-19. We beat them 2-0 in 19-20. 
we twenty twenty one was the the Holler game. Yeah, we beat them. Th- we lost three one to them in a game that we yeah. should have won. In a game that they should have had two goals disallowed in. Yep. I mean the 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 Pogba one when that ball goes that far out of play. It's it's, it's behind David Moyes. It sucks because that goal was so sick, but like. Fuck that. Yeah, that Fuck that should that, never dude. have been. He sucks. He sucks. He's a loser. They suck. That team sucked. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer sucks. Relax. Was very overrated, especially in hindsight, with these United goggles on that these people be talking about. He wasn't taking you anywhere. No. Like let's he be didn't. serious. Like he like, look, maybe he could have solidified them more in the top four. I don't know. I've almost been convinced by it to an extent, but I don't really buy that he was building anything that great. Even if, you know, the Glazers went behind his back and got Ronaldo and he really couldn't say no and that kind of ruined everything. I get that. <clears throat> but yeah, still, I mean, like you get Ronaldo and you have your record low points total. I mean, I know Rangnick is like really a big part to blame for that too, but like Ronaldo ruins your plans that bad. And I, I, yeah, I think that Ronaldo was bad. Like, I think that he really did ruin him. He doesn't press. Scored in only 12 of 38 games. Scored 18. He had the two hatch. But it's like, scored in 12 of 38 games. Yeah, I don't think anyone would argue that he was bad. I don't know how I got in this rant about United. Um, 21-22. We, again, should have beat them at the bowl. That was a nightmare. I don't want to talk about yeah. that game. But we also outplayed them again. So that's basically mm-hmm. every one of these games you're all playing them. And then last, and then last year, was, uh, last year we should have been three or four nil. The Ben Rama viral moment. Yeah, that's crazy. That's what they, he does. they really, man. I'm licking my lips when they come. When are they coming? I think like February, either December or February. Let's see. Oh, the Freiburg game is the early kickoff. That's good. Because that's an away game. December 23rd at the at the London Stadium. Whoa. Which is crazy because we play them and then Arsenal, Arsenal on Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would want to be in the building. Dude, right? Bro. For both those games. Fuck Christmas. <laughs> Go to United at the Bowl. Hop on the red eye, go to the Bucks Knicks game on Christmas Day. <laughs> spend zero, go back. Yeah, spend zero time with their families. Head back. Go for the um, Arsenal for away. Day. That game I need to be in the building for. I mean, as a as a, a famous man I know once said, you need to be in battery throwing distance of Declan Rice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my Whoever god! Whoever said that was a genius. They 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 have their moments. <laughs> last question or it's a loaded question not really you might not even want to talk about it okay Aang's and Mubama you want to talk about this sure what like, we don't owe Danny Aang's anything and sometimes you have to bite the bullet and he's gonna piss him off if he plays Mubama over him you just know it's not going to make them happy. You have to do it. You, you, you just, do. You have to do it. And we, we've talked about this enough in the preseason. Like, 
If you're going to keep him here, you have to play him. That's the and big thing. That's the huge thing. You're not going to loan him. Play him. And he'll play Tuesday. He'll play the full 90 on Tuesday. No, he won't. Like, I don't see – like, I th- I just feel like it's a fair division to, to play Ings as, like, a sub in these spot Premier League games for, like, 15, 20 minutes and then give Mubama the Europe games and the Cup games. He's like not going to do both, that. Both are still playing. I, I think the only way that Obama gets the game time that he probably should get is if Ings succumbs to something horrible. Which I pray for every day. Like a third calf injury that that one doctor has seen in 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cornet has to infect him. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's just because he's not he's not going to start him against Luton. He's not against Luton, against Lincoln. He's not going to start him. I think I think Lincoln, he will start. Like, whether or not he, that means... He played know, in the under-21s like, game. He needs a chance. He played in the under-21s game over the weekend. He didn't score. That means nothing. It means everything. Every time That's, I see him uh, in the squad for one of those games, I'm like, he better score. <laughs> like, David Moyes has to be reminded... He scored the last time he played for them before that, but look, yeah, I, mean, I guess like we don't see training every day, but we see enough of Ings to know that you have to try something different and try someone more physical, more willing to run the channels, which Obama is. Yeah, I mean, Ings just provides nothing. Uh, we know that already. We knew that going into the year. What we've seen this year validates that. Um, yeah. There's just no excuse. There's there's no reason in the world to start Ings over Obama. And the other thing that's crazy is I didn't even think Ings had that bad a game against TSC in the Europa League. But we didn't look like scoring, in my opinion, until Antonio came on. Yeah, like Ings just isn't a – like he's just not a needle mover. And if he he's not moving fit, he the needle – He doesn't fit us. Not at all. Not at all. Um like it, it's probably an argument where whether in this system Obama is better than Ings or not. He is. Um, yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I, I would say he is. Um, it's probably close. Just like ignoring like you know age and potential, all that. Like Ings is like a pretty proven guy. Um, but I also just think he, point, he needs to try something different. You've he's seen enough of Ings. Exactly, and it hasn't ever worked. He's never provided any spark in any of the little cameos he gets, or he's never helped us see out a game like at Bournemouth, and he hasn't ever really helped us make the difference from the start. The one that he's what, he played well against Forest at home, the worst away team in the league. His Everton cameo, his debut, the team Which was the worst. They were the worst team in the league at that point. Yeah, and um, Leeds at home, who were relegated, and were honestly one of the worst defensive sides I've ever seen. I maybe mm-hmm. not that I've ever ever seen, but they were pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. So like, what? And then I guess he scored against Ghent, but it's like, whatever, man. Scored from a yard out. Something's got to give. So yeah. It's it's it. The solution cannot be that Mubamba just doesn't play. And I think the other thing about it is like, look, the Europa League. I almost like I get that he wanted to start the first game with like some experience or whatever. Like you need the three points. Like that competition is incredibly important. The Carabao Cup is also important. I would love if we went and win it. 
want it. But I think that there's more leeway. Like, ah, we lost. Or like, uh, look, he knows Lincoln City. He's going to know Lincoln City better than he knew TSC. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's just more leeway for Mubam to go in there and make a few mistakes or maybe do some things well. Like, what is the point of his great preseason and his whole year last year making a difference if he's going to get treated the same exact way this year that he was last year? He hasn't I, been in I, the last two Premier League squads. I think you're more com- I think you're less confident than I am that he's eventually going to get a chance. Well, I mean, I have to listen to my own words. I was preaching patience two months ago. Exactly. It's funny how we kind of like flipped. Uh, and I think that was because I was coming from such like a nihilistic perspective because of the whole Skamaka thing. Well, I think it's just like, like Ings, my, my issue is Mubam was on the bench on Thursday, which I guess is fine. He's been in a lot of match day squads. He understands how this match day stuff works now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not new to him. It's not foreign to him. I lost my train of thought because it's just like you've seen enough of Ings. And all you've done is praise Mubama. And, like, look, I still am confident he's going to get his chance at some point this year. He just he has to, to a certain point. But I'll be very, very, very upset if we're talking about a long move in January. I just, I'm of the opinion that, generally speaking, and there's certainly exceptions to the statement I'm about to make, um, Moyes tends to know what he's doing. Uh, and this was a very intentional decision that he made to keep Mubama in-house. Yeah. Um, so if he doesn't, this is really bad. This is like a, ter- a terrible situation if Mubama doesn't eventually play. The other thing is this is a contract year. He needs is it for Mubama? Be- yeah, he needs to believe that he's going to play if he's going to sign that contract. And mm-hmm. look, maybe then it turns into a whole Ashby thing and he was never actually that good. Or maybe, look, a lot of talented players fall through the cracks and don't end up doing well because they didn't get their chance at the right time. And I'm not saying that, like, like Moyes is wrong about Mubama. He's not playing and blah, blah, blah. But, like, it's just the impatient fan, the impatient, anxious fan in me that just, like, I just want to see the kid get encouragement so he believes he can make it, so he believes that he is making it, make a difference. And I think, and the other, I think the biggest thing is I think he could really help us sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I think he is a better striker for us than Danny Ings is. Regardless yeah, I agree. of age. I, I personally agree. Man. Quick fire questions? You got any? Um, I thought I did, but now I can't think of any. I'll ask you one. Do you have any for me? Aaron Cresswell plays like he played against TSC before he hurt his hamstring. With that lethargic, the jogging. He really I don't really want to get too into it. But he honestly he was playing like he was playing like he didn't give a fuck. We can talk about it if you want. He played like he did not give a shit. In terms of like recent memory. That's not how he plays. That even when he's bad, that's not how he plays. Yeah, possibly the most pathetic performance I've ever seen in West Hampshire. Um, just complete disrespectful of the of the club, um, out of focus the whole time, not running. You um, left so much space in behind him, and it wasn't. It just it didn't come across to me like he was making mistakes. Is maybe he's carrying that issue into the game? I don't know. I don't want to slate him too much. He's done a lot for us, 
but I completely agree with you. It was kind of it was pretty disrespectful for him to play that game the way he did because there was a lack of desire and effort on his part, mm-hmm. which is yeah. pretty inexcusable. Because part of it is like, okay, like he's done a lot for the club. I want to show him respect, but it's also like you've been here for ten years. We've also done a lot for you. There's supposed to be like a mutual love here. And I understand you didn't get your move. I kind of wish he got his move. I thought he deserved it. I wish that we let him go and we let him get, you know, like his more guaranteed years of Premier League football, like better money is living in the North, kind of closer back to where he's from, all that mm-hmm. stuff. I think he had earned that from what he's given us. But decisions are made and football is a business and like we were going after other positions. Maybe we didn't think we could get the left back in that we wanted. Trafford signed a new contract, like Matson rejected Burnley like maybe we didn't get encouragement from his camp maybe he wanted to stay at Chelsea maybe we thought the fee was too much a loan to buy for 32.5 million is crazy that's definitely what it is or what it was um so it's like look it doesn't happen Dawson did not kick up a fuss last year like he just did his thing he played he made his insane commute every day (laughs) (laughs) Just nuts, and he really kind of just shut up and like got on with it, and this is why he is so beloved. And honestly, Craig Dawson, two and a half years at West Ham, will always go down as a more beloved player than Aaron Cresswell here. And I, don't I know think about that, that no, I no, I can, dude, I will sit on that because not only has he done a lot for us, his best season. Was in one of our best seasons ever. Mm-hmm. Like, to a Europa League semifinal, he scored the goal against Lyon. Cresswell got sent off in the quarterfinal and the semifinal. Yeah. Like, I, um, like I'm not saying that Cresswell's not going to be loved by the fans. I'll always love Aaron Cresswell to an extent, even if I've had my opinions on him as a player over the years, especially 16-17 season. Ridiculous. Um... But look, he's really doing his best to sour this relationship. Yeah, and Craig Dawson has just... He always did what you wanted him to do. He's taking mm-hmm. injections to play, all this stuff. He's done everything you could have ever asked of somebody. And Cresswell's kind of just acting like a scouser. He's this is why you can't trust people from <laughs> Liverpool. Like honestly, I think that's what it is. Just from Liverpool, that's how he's acting. Yeah, like a bastard. Everybody, everybody from Liverpool is a dirtbag. <laughs> Every single person. Not Trent. Yes, he is. He's a good guy. Dude, the Snapchat screenshots. Oh, please. <laughs> mean, oh, please. That, was, that was meant to be private. He's a dirtbag, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean. But, like, I, like that. Where was, where was your question going? Uh, I'll finish it. It's just it, that it, the first 30, 35 minutes, because once he hurt his hamstring, it's fine. But it's. It was really up because it, more than like anger, it's like upsetting because it's like you've been here for so long and like you know I've hated you over the years, I've loved you over the years, but like I have a lot of love for you, and I <laughs> kind of feel like you're spitting in my face right now. Oh yeah, especially like at nil nil because it's like dude, like we we need these points. Like I don't give a shit if you don't care about us getting these points or not. Like we need them. He got the starting nod in a fucking huge game. Like, yeah, get like, over yourself. like if like no matter what way you want to cut it, first group game is huge. You have to win that game. Yeah, that's absolutely a tone setting game. 
I think that Moyes should have, and I hope that he would have, subbed him at halftime with or without this hamstring injury. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be fit, and I'll get to my question, but it, look, hopefully he gets a kick in the behind because, like, look, I hope Moyes like, just gets into him and he gets him right mentally because I don't want every Cresswell performance to be like this. I don't want to be on here talking about this every time he plays, how lazy he is, how disinterested he looks. Like, I want him to kind of, like, figure it out and just, like, play some – because he was, like, playing a few nice passes, but kind of, like, in the way where he's just, like, fucking around, kicking a ball. Mm-hmm. Like, just happens. He also had a lot of misplaced, like, like really grossly misplaced passes. Yeah. Just, like, in space. Because it's just lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but my question was, if Cresswell's fit, would you start him or Ben Johnson at left back? Ben Johnson. Yep. Not even not even a thought. Ben Johnson. I mean, we don't know his situation, but I imagine he's hungry. At least hungrier. He is. He's a he's a point to prove. That's what it's um, a career to make. Yes. Uh, I mean, this season, and the very limited chances he gets could make a difference between whether he's. I mean, he's not going to be here. It's going to be a difference of whether he's in the championship or not. The Premier League. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, play him. He's he's gonna be like, he's an athlete. Um, he's gonna hustle. Um, we know we know who he is at this point. Um, yeah, I like him he's better gonna, than the left sometimes. His his when he was you know playing his way into the team, it was on the left. Yeah. Um, for the most part. Yeah, at least like the, the second season when he um the 2020, 2021 season. Mm-hmm. Look, man, I'm rooting for that kid. No matter if he makes it here, he's not going to get a new contract here at this point, but rooting for him. Yeah, team we've always, my team for Lincoln. Yeah. Um, Fabianski. Um, Carrere. Uh, I mean, it can't be yeah. anybody else. Like, I don't want to be playing that. Kufal that many times in a week. That's fair. Um. Yeah, I guess if Ben Johnson's gonna play left back, um, Carrere, uh, Dinos, Agbana, yeah, um, Ben Johnson, hmm, um, midfield is tough. Um, Alvarez, just because he hasn't. Eh. He's. I'm just thinking like guys who didn't play last midweek. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Suchek didn't play from the start. True. Um, I can play the two of them. That's what I'm thinking. Very um, combative. It's going to be probably a really physical game. Um, yeah, those two, uh, and then Ben Rama on the left. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> this, this is who he is. This is no role. Um, <laughs> four nows in the middle. Yeah, I don't really um, want to start Paquetta in that game. Yeah, um, getting kicked all over. It's because he also played. Um, that that would be midweek weekend midweek for him, which is not cool. Probably played um, Bowen on the right. I I could be convinced into doing Suchek Alvarez Ward Prowse. That might be a little too strong. I could be convinced into doing a four four two, and doing Ings and Mubama. 
with Fornells on the right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I actually would like that. Um, Everybody's happy at that point. You rest everybody. Because who, who misses out Cornet? Yeah, Cornet. Who's going to miss I, 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 I would play – would you play Cornet over Ings? I mean, I would. I don't know about if, like, player management-wise, that would be an appropriate I don't even know what – what Cornet's role is like, I don't, I don't know what he's even expecting because at mm-hmm. least Ings like has some sort of expectation that he's like the backup striker. I don't, I don't know what Cornet thinks. I think his agent was probably trying to make that Everton move happen for him. That's probably the day because I, I think he knows he's like kind of on the outs right now. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't really care. Uh, I have pl- I have players who I need to see in the lineup. Obama, um, Obama. Uh, I want to see Dinos again. Um, Johnson probably has to play a competitive game. Johnson Johnson has to play somewhere, either on the on the right or the left. Um, and yeah, uh, whoever you know gets placed around there, uh, I don't want to see Paqueta. Um, yeah. I'd rather not see Bowen. I, I I would be okay if Bowen played. I'd be okay with Bowen played. I'm getting another I, goal. I, I would, yeah, we, we can we can use the, the stat padding. We can point at it for Gareth Southgate. We can say he has five goals instead mm-hmm. of you know, mm-hmm. four goals. Though he's given us plenty of things to point to. Yeah, and he will continue to. When yeah. He scores a hat trick against Sheffield United. <laughs> That's the boy. Anyways. Jared Bowen will be on the podcast next week after his hatcher against Sheffield United. Uh, Kurt Zuma was on today, I believe. Was he? Was was that was that the bit last episode? I think Paqueta was supposed to be on. This no, episode. it was it was a it was Paqueta. You're right. After thanks his masterclass against Liverpool, which he provided. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks, Lucas Paqueta. Uh, see everybody next week. Thank you for listening. Find the blog hammering away blog. Twitter handle is at hammering underscore away. Um, TikTok is hammering dot away. And Instagram is hammering away underscore. Find us on your platform of choice. These podcasts go up everywhere. So you can find us through Spotify. That's pretty awesome. So go follow all the social media, man. We appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Peace. I just wanna rally in a ray, ay Shorty let me paint all in her face, ay Your body my need a diamond ray, ay I just dropped the rally out the ray, ay Do not give a fuck about the place, ay Money see you stacking in a ace, ay Money see you stacking in a ace, ay I just wanna rally in a ray, ay All in a day, can we be okay? Got money to pay and my blood, now we lift it straight, got 40 up girls Get through these deals, cause you niggas ain't not working on yours But it's so cool, cause we cool with love me Stop talking to my shoulders, stop talking to my team I hit you in the morning, right now I'm with the beast This Henny got me yawning, I take it down to sleep This Henny got me yawning, I take it down to sleep
95, you done to ride, you better slide, hop on the whip, better step on my side. Cause it's how it vibes, your wave washing my wave tie. Don't trip now, you might slip slide. Cause I drip sauce and I drip fly, and I lean back when I win. 95 on the way to infinity, fuck with my team, they fuck up my vicinity. This shit going crazy, bumping on shit from Mass Miami. Down the highway, and I'm dressing my Jamie's. One of the streets is coming in Dooley. My nigga named Rico, he strapped with the Chuli. We blasting the shots if you acting a fooly. You striving for perfection. Don't you know you perfectly imperfect, nigga? You worth the nigga. I kick, flip, and I flip shit. I'm a worst, nigga. You switch shit, and I will smith them. What's niggas? I'm a fresh prince, don't check it, nigga. I breathe deep, I'm testing niggas. Go check it, mate. It's nighttime, and you will go today. I might take your queen, but that was yesterday. And I off your pawns, I'll leave your ass to Cause I'm the realest king to ever play. And I'm a black king. Word up to my black skin, and I run shit. Cause I'm African. I don't gotta tell me I am the man.